du cinéma se refait partout. La foule sort, se disperse. Reste deux femmes et un parapluie au coin de la rue. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Poetry to You Is. Uh, it's the 14th episode. 14th? Yeah, it's quite uh, 14th. Yeah, sorry. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's the 14th episode. Uh, today we are with Pete Strong. We're so happy to have you, Pete. Thanks for having me. Delighted to have you here. <laughs> uh, so we discovered Pete at his show, um, Green Finch, a Brighton Fringe. And I'm just going to read a little bit of his bio. Pete Strong is a poet and performance artist whose work explores memory, landscape and identity. He creates theatrical performances and installations using film, movement, spoken word, audio recordings and found sound. He has previously been shortlisted for the Bitport Poetry Prize, performed at the Hammer and Tongue Spoken Word National Final and been a runner up in the Brighton Comedy Squawkers Award. He's based in Brighton, UK. Um... So you have done your show Greenfinch, yeah. <laughs> Brighton the French, and your show uh, is about, in his next life, Pete wants to be a Greenfinch. An autobiographical piece of poetry and performance that explores how we make sense of memories in the past and how we can be shaped as people by the lands and hills we walk across. Performed at the Phoenix Art Space Brighton between the 13th and the 21st of May 2022. <laughs> what date did we say? Um... I don't know. <laughs> a Saturday. It was, I think it was the. Was it, was it the last? Uh, it was the before last, I think. Second before so the, f- the second before last. Yeah, so twentieth. That would be the ah, Friday. I think. Yeah, Friday twentieth. Yeah, which um, yeah, was probably. Was it the best? It was probably the best one. Oh. I think. Why do you think it was the best one? Because the ne- I lost a bit too much. The next one, I lost a bit too much control. I mean, we'll go into space. It was a very like it was on, the whole thing was on a bit of a um, tightrope, mm-hmm. like emotion wise. Yeah. So there were a f- couple of times on the Friday where I almost lost control of it, mm. and then the Sunday I did lose control of it. But then I sort of got it back. It didn't help on the Friday as well. A very good friend of mine, he's kind of a mentor to me, was um in the front row just like watching me with like glistening eyes and I was just like oh, mm. <laughs> you know? so, um, but you know it was, it was good it was after in- like a week of doing it you, you didn't get so used to it you no. lost touch with the no feeling. I mean I can sort of I sort of learned from doing it I mean I do want to do it again and I've kind of n- from doing it four times now I kind of know what I need to change and make it a bit more theatrical I suppose because I was kind of thinking of it in terms of a ritual to sort of close things off but now I kind of want to make it into a like more a thea- more of a theatrical mm. thing and you, you mentioned in your bio that you're sometime comedian yes now. yeah yeah. So yeah. does that play into it a little bit as um, well, well yeah so I, element? I did I was a stand up for a long time I still do a bit of stand up I'm actually doing some stand up this evening but the um, <laughs> but it was always um uh, I, I, I do poems, sort of funny poems. I've always written poems, but then I wrote sort of silly poems that were funny. And when I started doing going to Hammer and Tongue a few years ago, I do a lot of funny poems. And then, um, uh, and then I sort of slowly moved away from that because I, there's a sort of tyranny to comedy because you have to get a laugh. Every, mm. People always say you have to get a laugh every thirty seconds. I don't think you do really, but you know, is that thing? So maybe dark comedy. To, have to have to get it, um, and um, and I find that kind of I kind of like the idea of it not of saying I'm not necessarily a comedian. I'm just do my thing. You can laugh, or you can cry, or you can yeah. be shocked, or you know it's maybe that's, really that's what being a poet is. Maybe. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, during your show uh, Greenfinch when we were there, it's. You know, you yeah, you go from one part to another, and there, you know, there's silence in the audience, right? Yeah. And yeah. you really take the the time to savor the moment. You know, yeah. you really pause, like uh, you know, you're not in a rush. Yeah. And it's, you know, some people could say it's awkward. Yeah. Right? Um, but for you, it's kind of more meaningful, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that it's interesting you contrast that with being a you know comedian yeah. needing to get a laugh all the time it's very different yeah because when I'm doing stand up it's very difficult um, if if there's silence it makes you instantly feel oh, 
who's you know mm. but um, I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better at playing around with it and sort of getting having signs but yeah doing this show for example it was just very much you know it's meant to be I'm meant to be taking you into my head which is mm. what the whole Maybe being comfortable with having silence. Yeah, or if it, or uncomfortable. Yeah, because it's uncomfortable in my head. So it's, you know, I, I mean, like any artist, it's kind of going like, "Hey, this is what it's like to be mm. me." You know, so. Sort of. Do you want to read a poem from the show? Yeah. Um. Yes, I do. I, I will do. Um. I could just feel the audience wondering <laughs> what we're talking about. Yeah, what yeah. Queen finishes. <laughs> So, um, actually, there is one that I really want to um What is it read. to be? It is. Um, I, I, didn't read, I didn't do this for a long time. I actually wrote this originally a few years ago, a couple of years ago when I would just come out of... Um, I'll, I'll explain the context afterwards. But um, um, this probably gives an idea of what the show is sort of, or what the performance was about. Um, it's called um, Chances. Pompously, he announces, I've been given a second chance. All those around him shake their heads. Chances come thick and fast, and he has squandered all of them, without exception. He has been given a tenth chance. Under beech trees, he says, I know who I am now, I think. He does not realise that onions keep peeling, and then come tears, and then the stew, the stew that fills your belly begins with cutting. He's been given a twentieth chance. There was once a time on London Road when a pigeon skipped before his bicycle, and he almost pitched off forward onto his drawn and pale fox face. I am sober now and did not die, he thinks, as he ignores his responsibilities. He has been given a thirtieth chance. Moving on, he knows he is lucky. He knows he has passed through the storm. When his fox face peers out from mirrors, it has the worn and hard eyes of a survivor whose blank selfishness has saved but isolated themselves from emotion. He has been given a fortieth chance. Crying in the street, he catches a glimpse of his reflection, his own, his father's. How did it come to this, he asks. Phone rings like an oral lighthouse. He picks up and a voice talks him through the mire. He carries his broken soul home. He has been given his last chance. Mm. It's heartbreaking. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you tearing up? No, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, that... So, it was... Um, I was written in 2009... I think so. 2019 was a bit of a sort of a uh, difficult year. So my my marriage came to an end, um, and I sort of finally came to terms with um, my uh, alcohol addiction, and um, that was written that summer. So it was round about, it was just after I'd made my first sort of, right, I need to stop. And I'd start going to AA. And, um, and actually the last verse is, I mean, I think I talked about it in the show, but there's this, I sort of um, passed out in the, I crashed my bicycle. So I was cycling drunk very late at night. And I sort of lifted up and I could see my face reflected in the window of a, um, uh, I think it was Grubbs Burgers, and um, <laughs> if anyone, <laughs> any listeners are in Brighton, will know about Grubbs, and um, and I saw a face, and it was my dad's face, sort of mm. thing, and and my dad who had similar problems with alcohol, um, and it sort of really brought it home to me, sort of thing, but yeah, I I wrote that and I performed it a few times, and I just didn't touch it for a long time, and then when I was putting the show together. The last month or so, actually, I sort of remembered that and sort of went, oh, that fits in, mm. that fits in there. How did you construct your show then? Uh, so the all the poems in it had been sort of, is that all of them? 
think all of them are written between 2019 and uh, 2021. And then there were a couple of the shorter ones that were sort of written in the last year. And um, it was meant to... It was sort of meant to sort of um, talk about that time. So that time from recovery to... Um, yeah, that time of recovery. So stopping and then finding myself again. Mm-hmm. But then all the stuff that came into it about um, uh, growing up, because that's where a lot of it comes from. And I, I realised it's all sort of connected. So, you know, it's all it's all linked in. So, um, so there's a lot of stuff in the show about growing up in Northern Ireland. And Where in Northern Ireland? So I grew, I grew up in South Armagh, which is very near the border. And, um, and, you know, and I had a fairly nice sort of middle-class upbringing, really, but, you know, in Northern Ireland. So, um, you know, obviously there were particular things going on which had an effect. And um, and I kind of wanted to explore that as well because I realised that kind of just sh- that shaped who I am. And um, it's interesting, a, a friend of my partner said... Um, uh, a friend of mine, actually, but she... Uh, I'd said to my partner this thing about uh, people. F- what was it? People from Northern Ireland have this kind of um, inbuilt sort of mm. tenseness or mm. trauma, uh, you know, which could be trauma, I suppose. Not everyone, but a lot of people. And I think I definitely do have that. So I want to explore that. Mm. A lot of that is ADHD as well, I think. But the, you know, there is this, um, there is a sort of inbuilt. Um, I don't know, sort of fear or violence, um, which I'm only really, co- which I'm only really been coming to terms with in the last couple of years. But it, it all sort of linked in at the same time with all the stuff around drinking and. Is it specifically violence? Would you say, or is it something bigger than that? I I don't know. I, I think it's something almost something bigger. So. It, so when I think of home. And I've grown to love home again. There was a long time where I really didn't like going back. And when did you come to England? Uh, oh, 20 years ago. So it was 2003. So yeah, how, how old when you left? Uh, 19. 19. Yeah. For studies? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I've just sort of stayed here. But the... When I think of home now, you know, I think... I grew up in South Armagh. And... Um, it's very rural. You've got these hills called Drumlins um, that you can see from the see from my bedroom window. And you can see the Mor- mountains of Morn. Mm. So these sort of black granite mountains. And, you know, it's kind of, it's quite austere. And, um, and it, it, there's a certain mood, which I was trying to get across in the show, this kind of... Um, you know, people just have a different way of looking at things. You know, it's kind of you know when you when you uh, live with violence, it's just sort of you know people are very blunt. People are very, mm. you know. We pulled out a poem. Ah, okay. Um, that you put on Instagram. Ah, okay. I was born a country boy. I was born, <laughs> I was born or, I don't know if that's the Which title, but that's the description. I was born in Country Boy. It's oh, not yeah. so obvious, the red tractor. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. Do you want me to read that? Um, maybe we can read it. Are you going to read it? Yeah, Eloise yeah. linked yeah. to it as a country girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah go she, ahead. She, she <laughs> likes to think of herself as a country yeah. girl. Usually we like to read uh, at least one, one poem no, from absolutely. other people. That's <laughs> interesting you picked that to one out, actually, because that is yeah. very much this, what I was talking about. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah that's yeah. why it... That's why I talked yeah, about it very now. Good. Yeah. Very good. Good link. <laughs> um, so you published it uh, 29th of December 2021. Mm-hmm. Is it called I Was Born in Country Boy? That's the title? I didn't really have a title, but okay. that's, that, that could be the title. Okay, yeah. that could be the title. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you still conceive of yourself as a country boy? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I do. I spend a lot of time walking in the countryside. So, but I mean, I've lived in the city for longer than I. Have I? Yeah. 
probably mm. equal half and half. So I have to ask, what possessed you to write that title then? What was what was you thinking at the moment? Well, <laughs> I was born a country boy. Was it, is it ironic? Well, I don't know because I was think I was thinking about I was born a country boy, so yeah. I was thinking I suppose I was thinking about. It's kind of semi-serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. It's kind of because the poem itself isn't is quite serious, so I was probably being mm. trying to be jokey. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the title of it? Well, it could be. I was born a country boy. <laughs> it's untitled. Mm. So obvious, the red tractor pulling out of the churned yard. So obvious, the fist drowned in blood, being drawn from mewing life, so red, so deafening. So obvious, the trundling combined harvester, the long trail of bodies bobbing up and down, pulling up potatoes. The freezing rain as we call in, the herd. Its nothing weight, its warm shit smell. The mud sticking like eggs, the damp towel smell mornings. The porridge like cement, the cocaine windscreen. So obvious we would run a mile to somewhere loud and warm to be stacked like tins of beans. The mm. cocaine windscreen? Mm. Yeah, it's a big problem in the countryside. Really? Yeah. Mm. Not that I was aware of when I was growing up, but that's like I'm. I'm like witnessing it. Yeah, yeah. But like young. I don't remember it so much from young, but I know it's a. It is an issue with a lot of young farmers and stuff. Mm. I think. Um, which looking back on it now, I'm kind of like, oh, okay. Mm, did you think about staying in Northern Ireland? Couldn't wait to get away. <laughs> <laughs> I could really couldn't wait. I mean, it's terrible in a way, but I did. I could have. I almost moved to Belfast. It should have been mm. different, I suppose. But um, Brighton was the furthest away. <laughs> and also, I came to an open day here and just fell in love with. Mm. Fell in love with the city. What did you like from Brighton? Uh. I don't, I can't, I almost can't remember. It was like the, I suppose it was the freedom. I remember getting the train in, the sky was blue, and it was, it was just this sort of sense of freedom. It was so, so much freer than at home. Mm. Just the atmosphere. Um. So, with uh, with Green Finch, um, something that I kind of picked out is that there is kind of like an element of masculinity. Uh, it's It's inherent in the whole yeah poem right so mm. there's something here about when you talk about you know going out for drinks and yeah, yeah this yeah. kind of thing it's you touch upon that in other parts of Greenfinch. yeah where um could you talk a little bit about that yeah so there is i suppose this kind of uh and sort of drinking culture this kind of um sort of a, a male sort of one-upmanship um, and also I suppose in the context of in the context of Greenfinch the so there's one but there is one particular poem I think which you might be referencing which is about a party um, and that uh, and that was kind of about um what caused it's kind of about what causes um as my way of trying to approach what causes um that kind of toxic male behavior um and it sort of all feeds into this kind of it's just another thing that added on top which just forces you into this sort of drinking drug taking and and uh abusive sort of relationship with your with yourself um I mean that poem, for example, that poem, the party, is all about um, being uh, uh, it's not a, it's it's sort of there's elements of truth in it, but it's kind of a made up story. It's based on like being uh, being texted asking for someone asking you for help, 
and it's uh, a girl that you, you know, the context is is that you're like, yeah, you're gonna go in and rescue them, and but then the girl's just having a joke with friends or whatever, and then you're really embarrassed, and, yeah, and it's all about how that sort of that sort of toxic male pride and can lead to you having negative feelings towards women, for example, and sort of trying to investigate that, I think. Um, and that that poem, The Party, is quite a difficult one, I think. I mean, I've read it at, um, at Spoken Word Nights before. It's People have really not liked it because they think mm. it's... I think they maybe think that I'm... That you're serious. That I'm being serious. That's what you mean. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. And I, my partner actually said, because I sometimes end up with this kind of raised, mm. like that, my partner said, if you don't do that, or with this raised fist, and my partner sort of said, she was like, well, if you don't do that, because that gives people the idea. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. but it, it it does end. It is meant, it is that. It's mm. meant to be saying that it, that leads to that, you know, it's that kind of like, how, you know. how does writing a poetry help you investigate these kind of dark feelings or this... Uh, investigate it's interesting yeah <laughs> I mean does well, it like, well it does it, do, <laughs> it does because I'm putting because I'm putting them out there rather than holding rather than yeah. uh, holding them inside yeah. me sticking the shame out as well maybe yeah exactly you know this is the I felt this and this is slightly awkward or unpleasant or something I shouldn't feel but I felt mm. this you know, um, the uh, like the um, and that sort of ma- yeah, and that sort of helps. That sort of makes it better, I think. I mean, there is an interesting thing with um, about how you perform them. Like you sort of have to sort of get into the grief of it a little bit. And sort of remember what the fe- mm. you should go into the feeling of it, which is what mm. I was talking earlier about control, and you kind of have to feel the emotion of it to sort of get it across. But you have to sort of keep it very under control because you can always sort of lose uh, lose mm. a handle on it. I mean, there were a couple of times, in the last couple of shows in the run. There were a couple of times where I almost just broke yeah. down on stage because it was mm. just really. Particularly when I was reading the poem I read at the start of this, the, which I wasn't expecting, but both nights there was like I was reading that just like, oh, okay. Because um, I could remember specifically how I felt at that time that, like, oh, I'm on my last chance soon, I'm going to die here. This is, you know, which I wasn't expecting. And I was just like, oh, you know, really. Yeah. I was going to say, because when, when we saw the performance, it was really intense. And, yeah. You know, and it, it's it's surprising when we came up to you after, you know, you're so friendly and, <laughs> and sociable. I, inside, and I was probably just yeah. like, ah. Uh, yeah. It's interesting you were you did comedy or you're doing comedy because there's like a wide range. Yeah. I mean, the know. poems I do in that are very, very different. Yeah. You know, they're... How, how did you get on to doing poetry? You said you you always did poetry, but what's the story then? I've <laughs> been writing it since I was a teenager. I mean, I've still got some note. Do I have? I occasionally find uh, when I was home at Christmas, I find loads of stuff I'd written. It's te- it's really embarrassing. Like it's really bad. Um, you know, so when you're a teenager and you're like writing love poems and like it's terrible that's but where always, we all start from <laughs> yeah exactly so I'd always I'd always written poems and then I sort of probably didn't as much in my 20s and I sort of slowly got back into it but I did for a long time want to be a stand-up comedian but I'd written these comic poems so I was like well I'll be a comic poet stand-up mm. sort of thing and then slowly as time went by I started writing more serious um, more serious things or stuff that wasn't necessarily funny and it's kind of a it is a it's a th- there's a therapy there's a therapeutic element but then also there's just what you want to create you know I see I try not to think of myself really as a poet or a comedian but as like a, a an art like a performance artist I want to create just bits of art mm-hmm. and some of that will have poems, some of it will have uh, dance, some of it will have 
you know, it could be just me uh, lying on the floor, you know, screaming. Yeah. It yeah. could be, you know, it's it's just it's trying to convey things through using my body so, or my voice. So in your bio, in, sorry. So in the vein of um, p- being a performance artist, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, something to point out, and we'll cut this out if, uh, if this is a spoiler, Yeah. but um, in, in your show, you know, you, you're there performing very solemn yeah. throughout the show, and then at the end, yeah. you reveal... That you have a pair of wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. wearing a pair of wings, like fluffy wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Under your coat the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is kind of like a strange, incongruent yeah. kind of sense of humor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, comic relief from yeah. the intensity of well, the show. So yeah, well, you want to break the. Mm. It's breaking the spell, isn't it? And like originally, in the early versions of it, I was very, I was very funny at the start. And then go into it, and I sort of joke around a little bit at the start with like the bird song, and there's, yeah. and I cut one of the poems at the start is a bit, um, it's a bit sillier, but then you go into this. You play it dead straight there at the start with the bird song. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but then it sort of goes on a bit too long. In your in your bio, it says that you use installations and sound. Well, yeah. yeah. So I'm a, I'm interested in doing I'm doing installations. So that is kind of um. So, um, okay, originally, I, the original idea for Greenfinch was to do it as like a, as a installation in a gallery with sort of films and mm. then performance as part of it. And mm. it sort of turned into, a, um, it turned into, perf- into more of a performance, really. And I've got some ideas for a few things I can, installations I could do, which I want to start working on. Mm. Um, I kind of feel like having done Greenfinch, that's kind of like a full stop. And I want to look up and out. I've been looking inward, so I want to look up and out now. Mm. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's interesting you said about the, the humour thing. So it's kind of, it is, it's about puncturing that kind of... Because it is, I mean, the show, it, I, do, I do talk about quite deep, horrible things in it or or sort of very personal emotional things that are quite difficult and there are difficult moments in it so you kind of don't want to leave that on people you know when I sort of it's kind of like I'm going to talk about this and then the end you're going I'm alright though I'm okay do you feel guilty I'm here you? I'm alive <laughs> yeah well I mean, I did actually think at the end of the run I thought maybe I should have like given like trigger warnings at the start of the show and that kind of thing because people don't know whether I'm getting but <laughs> I think it's but I think it's, I think it's all right, sort of thing. I'm, I am, um, I, and I did, I did, wor- I do worry that the show was a bit too, like, just, I have a, a, it's all very much from the eye voice, and I have a bit of an issue with the eye voice. I find it really difficult. Like, I, a lot of my poems are written from the eye, like, I, 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 mm. and that's fine, but I, I am. Um, I've been really struggling with that for the last sort of six months to a year, just trying to find a way out of it. Because I, I see a lot of performance poetry, which is all very, I. I am this, da 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 da. da. Mm-hmm. I do this, da, da da. You know, and it's kind of, it's almost like a show don't tell. Yeah, I, I want to show not tell. So rather than saying I am this, this is my thing, you want to say. I do this and this has happened to me. And from that, you can tell that mm. I am these things. Does that, that make sense? It's kind of so I... I, I Detach so, yourself from the actions. Yeah, exactly. Happen. So rather than say... So I could go out and say and do a poem where it's like, I am neurodiverse and I have uh, ADHD. Um, and it's very difficult because... Da, 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 da. Mm. Whereas I'd rather get up and say... All this has happened to me, or an absolute nightmare, or an absolute mess. And probably from that, you can tell that I have some problems. Mm, without you know naming I mean? everything. Or Say again? Avoiding to name everything. Yeah, or? yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think. And I've just been struggling with it in my own stuff. Because, like, you know, I could go up and just say, like, and just my the poem could be, like, 
I am an alcoholic. Yeah, you know, and it's got and like there are and in the in Greenfinch there are some poems that get very close to that sort of thing. Mm. But I'm trying, but I do try and use a bit of metaphor and yeah. uh, you know. I mean, the whole the whole show is about uh, wanting to be a Greenfinch. Green, Greenfinch as well as yeah. that freedom from. It's it's about freedom, really. It's about freedom from. Uh, freedom from uh, the violence of both inner and outer in Northern Ireland um, and freedom from uh, addiction um, and freedom from uh, this sort of um, stuff to do with my it's stuff to do with my mind really which is probably to do with like I mean, I recently, I've, I've sort of fairly recently been diagnosed with ADHD, and I'm, re- I'm realizing that that is. Uh, that adds another lens. It's added a whole, yeah. and it explains a whole lot of things. Mm. It explains a whole lot of issues yeah. that I have. So, so I suppose anyway, it's freedom for it's freedom to just trying to live freely and without having those things hanging over you. Yeah. Why the green finch? See. Why the green finch? Uh, it's my favorite bird. Mm. Um, it's just it's my. It's my favorite bird. Used to see them in my garden. Mm. Used to watch them every day. Um, and I is that a homecoming wo- in a way? Say again. Is that a homecoming? A homecoming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you want to break free, but it's also yeah coming back to your origins. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I, it's partly it's my favorite bird, and partly it's. I mean, I did I did wake up one morning with these. Like in my next half, I want to be a green finch, with that in my head, mm-hmm. and I wrote a poem, a few lines, sort of based on that, and then the show sort of started coming out of that. Mm-hmm. Can you could you uh, read for us, um, the, homeward bound as a summer as summer approaches. Yeah, you just put me in mind of that with all this. Uh, Homework. <laughs> yeah. About homecoming. About homecoming. Yeah. Mm. This is this is uh, I noticed this this is featured in Greenfinch, isn't it? Uh, trying to remember which one that is. Is that um, is that the Sutherland Road? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Got yeah. you. Yeah. We're we're ascribing all these titles to Pete's poetry. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, yeah. Okay. Walking down Sutherland Road from the race hill, and summer has come early again. The red of the estate houses is the reddest red ever, and the green of Whitehawk Hill is the greenest green ever, and the hospital helipad looks like a spaceport. I'm carrying three bags of compost, and the weight feels eternal, but it vanishes as the sun reappears from behind a tree, then from behind the community centre where three junkies are being sick in a bush by the doctor's surgery. A warm haze floats over creation and the air shimmers as if the earth has swallowed a microdot. I feel so alive. I stop off in the corner shop and have a good long look at the beer fridge. Then I buy a magnum ice cream and go home. Mm. What I really like in your words is you can really feel the environment. Ah. You know, it kind of puts me like straight in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's, um, that is verbatim a thing that happened. I suppose which I shouldn't really say it really, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it's um, it's very close to my house and like Race Hill is, do you know that? Do you know that air bit of Brighton at all? So Race Hill is where the where the race course is, and then Southern Road goes down into Kemp Town, mm. and there's a garden centre. So it's coming we're back. In, we're in Seven Dials. Ah, okay. And the um, you can all trace us now. So, <laughs> so the um, and it was and it was just. But um, it's about putting aside um, 
that urge to drink, so I will go and look and mm. think about it. And it's like, no. Do you find some grounding in nature? Yeah, I really do. Um, I spent a lot of time walking in the Sussex Downs. Um, I spend a lot of time walking. I like walking. And um, and that's kind of how I, one of the things that helped me recover. Um, from addiction, you know. If you want to have a drink, go for a walk. Mm. Um, you know, it's like, just do something else, you know. So, um, you know, so I'd walk, walk like 20, 30 miles across. Um, that's what I did with cigarettes. Like yeah, yeah. You needed a cigarette, go for a run. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, do a lot, yeah I do a lot of running as well. And the, just to, is a bit of a, that's a good way to deal mm. with, with cravings. But the, um, be about, I love the downs. And that's kind of, that is the thing in Greenfinch, this sort of, uh, the contrast between the landscape at home and the landscape in Sussex. Because it is very different. Mm. Um, and the sort of, uh, the switch between, you know, because at, in the, 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 the clay is different, the earth's different. You know, it's chalk in Sussex, which is softer. And the moorns in Northern Ireland are black granite, which is, you know, a bit harder. So it's that kind of moving to a softer world, I suppose. That's a, that's a strong metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like this line, a warm haze floats over creation and the air shimmers. Mm. Is, what do you mean by creation in that? Just everything. Mm. Everything. Kind of a God's eye. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think so. It did feel like, and the whole, and as if the earth had told a microdot, it did feel mm. as a moment of, um, you know, I had that sort of instant of feeling like I was, I had uh, taken something, you know, that kind of, everything was so clear and moving and. Mm. Um, kind of um, acute consciousness or. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do you do you any gardening? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Because well, the dog's not gardening. He's got three bags uh, of compost. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah um, actually, I'm very. <laughs> what are you doing with um, the compost? Um, <laughs> I was delivering it to the house where my girlfriend's a much better gardener than me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I mean, I always, I, I'm in theory, I'm all for it, but I'm just <laughs> hardly ever get it done. And the, uh, I hardly ever do any sort of thing, but I, it's more my organization. I've always mm. got something else to do, um, or I'm just in a reverie, mm-hmm. or I'm putting stuff off. Yeah. ADHD life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, pretty much it. <laughs> so, what uh, what kind of plans do you have for the future with regards to performance? And, uh, yeah. So. You st- I, I suppose you're in a writing phase at the moment, like e- you mentioned, looking out, yeah. digging in. Yeah, maybe so not even writing. Huh? So I do want to do this again. Um, the exact same show? Yeah, but change, uh, change it a bit. Um, so I, I kind of want to try and take it to some festival, other festivals next year. Yeah. But sort of a bit different. M- more, sort of more theatrical, I suppose. Is there is there a recorded version of the? Yeah, so I've, that's another thing I was thinking of doing, like a like an audio version um, with some music. Mm. Um, mm. That would be um, nice, like a podcast. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. With but, a with a visual element. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, uh, the i the ideas are well. I want to do the. I want to do it as a performance again. A little bit different, and then. The idea of doing it as a recording with music, and then the other idea is to just make a pamphlet like a chapbook mm. with some images. Um, I just feel the audience being so tortured right now, not knowing what the show is like. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of a <laughs> kind of best to describe it. Yeah, it's um, well, come to his next performance. Yeah, okay. <laughs> when it comes but back, highly recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that, it, but it, there's all that, but all, as well as that, I kind of want because I'm kind of lo- that thing about looking out and up. Um, the um, the next 
thing. The next, I've, I know what the next sort of performance will be, which will be like a theatre piece about um, looking. Uh, it's called. Um, its working title is um, a brief. Uh, was it um, ceiling fine? Brief history of looking up, and it's about. It starts as a slideshow about ceiling art, mm. but it's about looking up and out. It's got like a David Foster Wallace kind of uh, vibe to it. Uh, yeah, 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 maybe I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. yeah, that's it. So I've started. I've started working on that. That's in development, but you know, it's time and uh, organization, isn't it? And you're doing a master's. And I'm in doing a master's. Writing. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> with Brighton. So. What made you want to do a master's in creative writing? Um, it's the just to get become a better writer, I think. Mm. I originally studied and, and dropped out. And um, what did you originally study? Oh, politics, philosophy, just PPE. Yeah, well, without the E. <laughs> and I was sort of, I originally did it when I was I came over to study it when I was nineteen, thinking I'll do that and then maybe go to drama school. Okay, yeah. but I I just shouldn't have. I should have just study what I wanted what I was interested mm. in so I dropped out and I've been meaning to go back for years and then I was going to do an undergrad degree at, here at Sussex and then when I found out I could do the masters and you got some kind of equivalence then yeah exactly That's so cool. you know I've you know I've got experience as an artist and as a writer so yeah so I got so got accepted onto that so, so I'm, uh, are you going to expand to short stories and novels, like prose? Uh, we'll see, I'm kind of interested in writing for installations and writing for uh, writing for art pieces. But the yeah, I would I have written a few short stories, and so a lot some of the poems could almost become short stories. Mm. I've, 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 I'm big fan of Raymond Carver, and that's Raymond kind Carver's of great, yeah. yeah, and his a lot of his poems. He wrote poems and short stories. A lot of his poems are almost short stories. Where, yeah. I'm, where I'm calling from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of short stories. Yeah. He's the, he's the play they perform in uh, Birdman. You know Birdman? The movie? Oh, with Michael they're Keaton. Doing the Michael Keaton, yeah. yeah. He's he's putting on a play. The whole sh- movie's about him putting on a Raymond oh, Carver yeah. play. Yeah. You know where he yeah. shoots himself. And yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah, it's um. <laughs> My memory is reactivated. <laughs> <laughs> is that all sweet? Um, but yeah, so you know, so yeah, that could be a. Mm. Right, I I do like I only discovered Raymond Carver really in the last year, which is mm. had really. But um, what is it you think you connected to about his work? I think I f- feel like there's a similar. I don't know. I probably sympathise now because he was an alcoholic. So there is that kind of yeah. Instantly no, got it, yeah. instantly got drawn to that, and he writes. They he sort of writes in a way to sort of recover. recover I think, and there's a bit, there's a simplicity to the way he writes. I'm inter- I like poems. Or I like poets who are quite uh, where there's a simplicity to it. There's kind of like this thing of like uh, tension bubbling b- below the surface, always. Yeah threatening to erupt into violence that's that's yeah. one of his themes as yeah, well. yeah absolutely yeah because he writes about these communities in uh rural pacific northwest where there's a lot of drink and yeah and violence and you know violence between men and women like at home but it's all sort of happen. yeah like you say it's happening off it's happening off the page somewhere mm-hmm. and there's a very mundane conversation happening yeah. on the page but under that, you can tell, and under that conversation, all that's happening. But yeah, mm. but um, but yeah, I'm a big, big fan of him. Actually. Just yeah, we're just really interested in what you're doing in the future and where people can, you know, find your work. People can yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. So I wanna, I'm gonna put a pamphlet together, a Greenfinch, I think. But at the moment, there's not really anything you can buy. Which is a bit of an oversight, really. I kind of wanted to get them together for the show, so I could hand them out or as yeah. part of the ticket, whatever. But, um, but yeah, so I'll do that in the next few months, and uh, I will be doing Green Finch again in the autumn at some point. Just a quick question: How did you get involved with with Brighton Fringe? Like, for example, how did you register as an artist? Or I have done the Fringe for 
10, 15 years mm. with... Comedy first or...? Yeah, well, either I was in plays and then I did... And then I was in an improv group for 15 years, for like 10 years. So you did acting too then? Yeah, mm. I wanted to be an actor. Uh, hit that. <laughs> I wanted to be an actor. Okay. And uh, that really happened. But um, I mean, the last play I did was about 10 years ago, nine years ago, eight years ago. But the, anyway, the, so I was doing that and then I did stand up. When I was doing stand up, I'd do go through the free fringe. If you were going to give advice to someone who wanted to be a part of fringe, mm. what, uh, what do they need to do to get their show ready or registered to be part of it? I don't really feel like I can give good advice because I'm just, I'm amazed I get anything <laughs> done. <laughs> I've got a very understanding and helpful uh, they, partner who will prod me. And have you done that yet? You know, not in a good way, you know, sort of like. Um, the um, What's the process for signing up? Like, well, uh, Is there like a threshold for... You know, it's open. It's open. At, well, Brighton Fringe is open access, so anyone can do it. So you can just find a venue. You want, right. Find a venue you want. That's operating as a fringe venue, mm-hmm. and um, but I suppose one thing I suppose I would say is to research your venue, which I didn't do quite enough of this year. I really enjoyed doing it at, at there, and I, I was interested in doing it in a in a in somewhere that's used as a gallery um why is that well because the original idea was more of an installation and then i sort of start it's moved in a different direction but you know i sort of but one thing i didn't factor in was you know it's a working space and it's it's quite no it was quite noisy so i had a few issues during the run with noise in the building which um you know it's just one of those things you just have to sort of roll with but i would i suppose my bit of advice from this year would be to anyone is like a research you know try and think of everything with the venue try and think of everything with everything else with the venue is fine how much in advance do you have to um so you start applying in the autumn i suppose Mm. um i mean i think the deadline's end of january but i think to get a good um, yeah. a good space and dates beforehand. I mean, you can do the free fringe. Um, you can do comedy and spoken word through the free fringe. Um, and I've done the free fringe for years. I did a very early version of Green Finch in the free festival last year at the Quadrant in 2021. Um, and with them, but them, you sort of have to get in sort of October time, really. Otherwise, it everything goes by November. Mm. Um and that, that's probably the easiest way to do it because it's really cheap. It's free, you know. I mean, there is a you have to pay for the you have to pay the fringe registration fees. So if you're doing four shows, it's like 130 quid. But then you have to you only have to pay like a tenner a night for the free fringe. So that's probably a good way to go. And then it just gets more and more expensive. I suppose the different venues you go to, but um. It's planning ahead, I suppose. So I would start thinking about it now and then maybe aim to sort of apply by October. Mm. So what's the main place people can view your stuff? Is it, is it, is At the minute, probably... I know you're quite big on Twitter. Big on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to use it. Relative I, I, to me. I, I hate social media. I, I cannot stand it. I think... Social media, in a way, I think the internet is should be stopped. Like it's, I mean, I know there's a lot of good things that have come from it, but, but I almost think the internet should be put back in the box and like. That's put quite on a strong shelf. statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put back it's, in the box it came in. Yeah, uh, a lot of the things that are wrong in the world can. So follow you on Instagram and Twitter, but not too much. <laughs> well, this is the thing. It's yeah. like so. For I do support, have I do have Instagram and Twitter, and I've got a Facebook page, yeah. but. Well, you, you gotta you gotta be really active in publishing your own stuff. Uh, yeah, so exactly. People, so and I just don't. To the source, I you know? don't. I kind of want people to just. That's why I want to put on more performances because it's kind of 
I want people to like see it and the. Do you want that flesh. in person? I want that in interaction. Person. So you're not much for like published collections and. Like I mean, I'd like. I'd, I would. I would like to be, and I mean, you know, I've set. I'm set I've. I've got a thing. You know, I sent. I've. I've had stuff in. You know, in magazines before. I've got something in a magazine next month, actually, which is the first time in a long time. But the, um. And I kind of do want to sort of public make some like do a pamphlet and that kind of thing. But the. I kind of. Um, it, for now, if you want to see my poems, probably there's probably some stuff on Instagram. Instagram's probably the best place to see it. Probably not as much now, because I'm sort of always slightly reluctant to put things up out of context. Mm. Um, I'm excited for the idea of a audio performance. Yeah, I, th- I really spoken want word, to... Uh, I really audio. want to... I'm really excited about the I, idea I'm surprised there's not more of that, actually. Yeah, like spoken word podcast or spoken word. Yeah, you know, like channels. Albums. Yeah, Audio albums. Album. Yeah, mm. that would be so nice. Well, I had an idea to do that, and then to do and um, but do like a recording of like a live performance, which is more of a like a comic, uh, like a sort of a. I've got a lot of poems that don't fit into this that are a lot more sort of loose and sort of um, like stand up poetry sort of thing. And the idea of recording that and then. Uh, use it, but then using that in something like this, mm. in something like Greenfinch, um, and that. But it's just again, it's just finding the, the time and the, um, and the organisation to, to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm very bad at getting things done. Ask your partner to. Yeah, well, she's got, she's got, she's got, she's she's a talented sort of um, actor and poet herself. She's got her own, she's got her own things uh, going on. So it's like uh, Leah Birch. Leah Birch. Yeah. So um, she uh, she's got her own stuff going on. So I can't rely on her to to you know constantly. (laughs) I mean, she really helped me. She made the wings. She made the little wings. And the big wings were her and my family. <laughs> I got round Sunday afternoon. I was sort of like, um, my nephew, who's five, and I was like, oh, should we do arts and crafts? Got my family to make my props. And the, um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, been a, it's, been a, it's been an absolute delight to have you here. Thank you for Thank obliging you us. Thank you so Thank much. You for it was great. Me. Really appreciate and, uh, it. We, look for, we really look forward to seeing what you do next. More oh, of your work, you. yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hope that motivates you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll keep our audience posted. Yeah. yeah. Till next time. Regarde l'autre côté de la rue. Mon regard est accroché par deux femmes qui discutent sous la pluie. Et je dois être excité. Oui, mais il faut dissimuler. Je dois attendre qu'elles se séparent.